0: So what are you seeing in the market right now? Um, what, what, what Who's the ideal buyer? Who's the ideal seller? Man, I, we got about 10 minutes. I so think,
1: you know, this is months back. This, go, this has been going on for a few months. The opportunity to buy, it, it couldn't be better now. You know, I mean, the interest rates is what everyone focuses on. They think housing is already reached an entirely too high of a number. Um, a lot of them have started coming down. We now have the ability to negotiate on excess equity that these sellers have, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you go in and negotiate, they have a fluff equity that they gained over the last two or three years that you can now negotiate against, and they can still get out and be able to buy their next home and, and, you know, lose five, 10% on the house. You know, you couldn't do that, you know, a year ago or, or even nine months ago, that wasn't an option. Now that is an option. And now you can do it on money you don't have to guarantee to upfront on the front end on, on appraisal shortages, yeah. you know, on appraisal shortages. So if we were buying nine months ago and a home was at 500,000 and we gave them 550 just to win it, we lost $50,000 uh, immediately sunk into the property that I can't refinance or anything. It's stuck on the property. It's gone.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: now that's not an issue anymore. Appraisals are easily coming in value, so we don't have to pay excess to win. and. Even at the higher interest rate, you're not guaranteed the loss of you know the appraisal shortage anymore. So big win right now.
0: Yeah. Um, and the inventory. A lot more leverage to negotiate too for buyers. You it probably, is. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. You know, I, right now I'm up to like twelve listings. I think I was saying that the other day. And in during the you know the COVID time, I was selling a lot of property. I would generally list and sell about two to three houses a week. That that was my ongoing regular. Um, you know, movement of property. Uh, now I'm down to like one a week. I mean, it, it's way slower for me now, uh, or one and a half, I'll probably still do 90 to a hundred. I'm sure this year. Um, but that, that volume does create more inventory, which means there is negotiating opportunities for buyers. But what's kind of interesting, you know, is that we talk about uh, months of inventory is a number. I don't know if realtors use it a lot or I, I don't think the general public does, but it's a way of looking at, do we have a buyer market? Do we have a seller market? How much inventory is available for people to be buying? Because it's real important. If you, We probably got down to the point where we only had two or three weeks of inventory everything was closing in two to three weeks, which is incredibly fast, which means there's never gonna be enough supply to to satisfy the buyers that were buying. So we had this ongoing crisis. Now, a typical market you wanna have is about two months of inventory available. That means sellers and buyers have a reasonable expectation to have some room in there. You you know, some markets is gonna be a little more seller, some markets will be a little bit more buyer, but it allows you to have a more realistic expectation what the market's about, so it's good. Um, right now, we probably have two months of inventory, let's say. The problem is that, you know, going back two or three years ago, the last time we had two months of inventory before the COVID thing, before we had this, in, you know, ultra low in, uh, interest rates and, and there was no inventory and the builders didn't build enough homes and all this crisis and shortage of supply. Um, You might have two months of inventory, but in Dallas Fort Worth in our market, let's say we have, you know, 10,000 homes available during that market. Now we have like 5,000 homes available in that market. So we still have two months of inventory. We just don't have any supply still. So it's kind of an interesting kind of stand, you know, that we're in. In some markets, it's like I said, some are still very pro buyer and then some still don't have enough homes in the seller side. Mm -hmm. And I would say... I would say a rule of thumb would probably be school districts. Yeah. Would probably be, if you wanted to kind of think in general, the better the school district, the harder the supply is still is. The 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 worse the school district, um buyers typically have choices.
0: Right. Yeah, and I've noticed too, um I've had a lot of buyers come back around that first week of January that I thought just completely gave up. I've been getting a lot of calls back. Um which is kind of interesting to me because I've I've laid off on my follow-ups with a lot of people. Because I, I was told that I was probably calling people too much, you know? Who told you that? We can get into it, man. Ricky Carruth kind of punked me on his live. I was kind of pissed about that. <laughs> well, I, I hit him up on Instagram, and I was like, I didn't know if I was going to say this on a podcast, but I just did. So, <laughs> so I, I hit him up on Instagram. We did a podcast back in 2020. And then I was like, hey, let's do a podcast if you're open to it. I wasn't that direct. I was like, yo, if, like, if you have time, I'd love to do another podcast with you. He's like, sure, let's do it. And then he goes, um, he's like let's just do it. He changed it. And then he's like, let's just do, come on my Instagram live. And he has like 250,000 followers. Right. And I was like, cool, let's do it. You know, I was, and I really wanted the podcast, but I was like, cool, I'm not going to, I know he's a busy guy. I don't want to like, but he gets me on there. And I will say I'm taking everything with a grain of salt, kind of from what he said, because I think he was just trying to position himself as an expert to his followers. And he just like assumes I'm in his like coaching program or whatever, you know? And he, I was, he's like, I, I, I really wanted to have a conversation with him just like, as equals, you know what I mean? Like, I know he sells more properties than me, but it's like, you know, I'm not just getting into real estate. Sure. And you know this, because we did, we've stayed in touch and you like, we did, we've talked prior. So, you know, you know that I'm not coming into this as some, like, rookie that doesn't know anything. And then, like, he just, the whole time, it's like, every time I said anything, he's like, well, why are you doing that? Well, why are you doing that? Well, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, he said all he does is just, he just does circle prospecting puts him in an email and he has people come back around to him, you know, which I will say, I took some of his advice to heart. Like I, I was kind of upset about it, but I was like, you know what, there's, there, the only reason I'm probably upset is there might be some truth to what he's saying. So I did shift a lot of my focus to these outbound calls prospecting and adding new people into the database. And I have had some people kind of contact me back, you know, but it was just more like, it's like just the whole time. It just like, it wasn't necessarily what I agreed to,